If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to the next installment of the SUAS News Podcast Series, where we interview newsmakers and discuss the news and applications relevant to the global unmanned technologies community. This is episode 56. It's the Business Expo Review. I'm your program host, Patrick Egan. Let's say hello and welcome to our co-host, Mr. Gene Robinson. Hello, Patrick, and I think I am just about over the culture shock of staying in the Tenderloin District, which is the old district of San Francisco. Let me tell you what, this Texas boy had a hard time navigating the sidewalks around there. That was that was pretty interesting. Oh, there's a movie that's coming to mind here. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I should have warned you on that. I guess it was a little, um, it's a real, uh, the hotel or motel thing in San Francisco could be a real crapshoot. And I guess I should have been more on top of that. But uh, I was a little busy. I was, uh, you know, with the whole thing, so I couldn't stay on top of it all. But at least, you know, you, you probably um, got a better appreciation for Texas. A little bit, yeah, just a little. <laughs> Oh, my God, the tenderloin. All right, well, <clears throat> yeah, next time you'll know better. <laughs> next year. Indeed. Anyway, uh, you know, there were a couple of good news stories from last week. We had, um, and I forgot to mention this at the uh, the expo, but it was the ship spoofing. You know, uh, I, yeah, you know, that was our little Texas, uh, University of Texas uh, professor is at his crazy antics again, and you know, he he was the first one to spoof a a, a quadcopter there in in the University of Texas Stadium, and that's kind of what really got Congress cranking on looking at the at the law and the funding bill again. And then he goes out and he does it on a cruise ship. How exciting is that? Well, you know, I've publicly called for the docking of all ships until they get that worked out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You know, I can't have any ships running amok out here, you know. Um, anyway, that one was good. And then the also during the expo, we announced that, um, you know, they, they gave out, uh, the FAA gave out two commercial type certificates, one for the Aerovironment Puma and one for the uh, Scan Eagle, In-Situ Scan Eagle. And, uh, you know, I've, I've also said out there publicly that uh, I guess it kind of uh, makes the shell game up there on the shelf, legit, because that's actually been going on for a while, the commercial activity. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that I've I've repeatedly groused about to the FAA are the, um, you know, what is that? Some are more equal than others, and I'm just looking for these opportunities that other people got, like that, the example up there. 
on the shelf and also the um there's another one going on where there's training going on in the NASA Class G airspace, which is a little unfair because, I mean, you know, a guy like you would probably want to open up a training facility and be extremely hard for you to get a COA to do commercial activity. Uh, especially since a COA specifically prohibits commercial activity. Interesting. Well, that's what you hear, but, you know, some folks are more equal than others. But, you know, that's a that's a, that's a, a show for another time. This show, Indeed. we want to... We want to talk about um, the the expo, which you know is just. Uh, I was uh, I was more than pleasantly surprised. It, it was uh, you know it was it was great, and that's kind of the subject of today's um, podcast. And we have some of the speakers from the show. We have Doug Hunsaker, we have Gus Calderon, and Douglas McQueen who are all speakers at the at the show. And uh, so what we're going to do today is we're going to do a little roundtable and, and discuss some impressions and review the show. And I'd like to start out, just for the people that weren't at the show or didn't read the bios, which I should post those too. And, and I should say that uh, all the videos from all the presentations, we stream that live. Those are on the SUS News Google+. And all of the PowerPoint presentations are going to be uploaded to the Internet, so you'll be able to look at those, watch the video, um, and kind of get a real flavor for the historic show. So first what I'm going to do is uh, I'd like to have Doug Hunsaker please introduce yourself to the audience with a little bio and how you got involved with the unmanned aircraft systems. Yeah, so uh, like I said, my name is Doug Hunsaker, and I actually got in college got involved with UAS in uh, college. That was the first time I saw one fly, and uh, it was a really exhilarating experience. Um, I ended up designing a couple airframes that the autopilot guys there at the college tested out their autopilots on, and uh, then I got to go to AeroVironment and do an internship there. I worked on an earlier version of Puma, and uh, now I'm actually at Scale Composites. Um, I'm an aerodynamicist, designer engineer on the Paul Allen Strata Launch program. So, but I like to stay involved with the UAS community as much as possible. Well, we're happy to have you. And uh, we were happy to have you at the uh, speak at the show. It was a, it was a great uh, presentation. Next, we have we have uh, Gus Calderon. Gus, could you give us a little bio? Sure. I'm the owner of Isis Copter. We're a small startup company located near San Diego, and we're designing and building custom multi-rotor platforms for aerial photography and aerial cinematography. Basically, began building remote-controlled vehicles, uh, airplanes, etc. when I was a kid in the 1970s, and then uh, as a commercial pilot, I was doing some aerial photography and, and began to realize the need for more affordable types of platforms for aerial photography, so I started to, to look back to you know, what I was doing when I was younger, and I started building first fixed-wing platforms and then multi-rotors, um, so that's kind of how I got reinvolved in UAS recently. Excellent, and uh, we also enjoyed uh, your presentation. Oh, well, thank you very much. It was really an honor to be there. Uh, I really, really had a, had a great time, learned so much uh, from being there, so I appreciate that. Excellent, excellent. And finally, we have uh, Douglas McQueen, who uh, flew in all the way from beautiful uh, vacation spot, Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> I only say that I only say that because I was born next door in Jersey City, which is even more of a garden garden spot in the Garden State. <laughs> it certainly is. 
I say that completely truthfully, Patrick. Um, I know or, you or do. the bio, Patrick, uh, for those who, who weren't at the show. I'm, I'm an aviation attorney with the firm of LeClaire Ryan in Newark, New Jersey. I've been involved with commercial and general aviation for over 20 years. And I just got involved with the UAV industry by uh, began monitoring the UAV industry on behalf of some of our insurance clients a couple of years ago and saw the potential that the market had and, and wanted to um, get involved as uh, w- one of the, the first legal counsels out there that took a specialization in, in the UAS industry. So uh, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, and your presentation, I think, was a real eye-opener for a lot of people. Um, And I have to say, I really like the way that you kind of approached the questions from the audience. Um, It was your, it was like the quintessential, I have a friend who... uh, (laughs) Who does this? And he's wondering if, and uh, kind of how you you um, dissected the questions, but actually just kind of put the question back out there and let people answer their own questions. And really, the way that you handled that to me really made it kind of broke it down and made it very simple for people to understand some of the let's say absurd notions that are out there. Sure, I guess that's yes. Well, kind it was, of fair it was a to good say. dialogue. We had a we had a good group there, and uh, so it made that question and answer session uh, very productive. It, it did, and again, you know, we we have a uh, you know, there's kind of a, a black hole there on the legal side of things, and I think that you know, people have made let's say legal assumptions, and we all know what happens when you assume things. Uh, things can get a little uh, sideways. So, you know, I think that was very important. Um, you know, even uh, thinking about, you know, that there's kind of the age-old question about, you know, I'm farm around and I'm, I've got my own UAV and I'm out here flying it and going nuts and, you know, basically taking one step back and going, well, what are, are you a hobby farmer or are you a, you know, business farmer? Most farmers I know are trying to make money. But you never know. I don't know. So that was that was really interesting. Um, all right. Well, uh, so let's you know let's let's I'm gonna I'm, like I said we're gonna do kind of a round robin thing. So I just want to launch into this, and we'll start with uh, Doug Hunsaker. And uh, Doug, you know, kind of give us your first impression of of the um, of the expo. Uh, yeah. So I think my first impression was. Uh, was amazement for the turnout and the interest in the topic. Um, you know, there's a lot of people there from, you know, a lot of different companies were representative, and a lot of those were startup companies trying to get a foot in the door in the UAV industry. And uh, anyway, so I, I was just amazed at the the turnout and, you know, the interest, the questions that people asked at the end of each of the presentations were very pointed, uh, very applicable, and uh, I just felt like there was a lot of really good progress made, uh, you know, in that discussion. So I would agree with that. I, I definitely, you know, the whole. Well, let me let's go through this first question with the guest first. Gus, would you uh, would you like to add to that? Yeah, I basically was. Uh, he just read what I have written down here. I'd like to echo exactly <laughs> what he said. Uh, 
Yeah, the large attendance and, and the caliber of the speakers and the guests too really, really struck a note with me too. I was very, very impressed with the, the professionalism of a lot of the people that I met there. I mean, uh, that was that was really, really uh, for for a first time event. You really drew some some outstanding people. So. Yeah, I, I agree with that one, uh, Mr. McQueen. Well, same first impression as both Doug and Gus, uh, Patrick. I was really impressed by both the depth and the breadth of the people there that were in attendance at the show. I mean, we had hardware and software developers. You had a great turnout from the agricultural uh, industry. We had uh, people that want to be involved in, in UAS education uh, law, public safety, aerial photography. I mean, it was just a, a great spectrum of people. That, that's what impressed me right away. And and your speaker list demonstrated that too. Yeah, there, that was uh, it. Was pretty impressive. Let me get uh, let me let Gene jump in here. And you, not that you're one of the guests, but I want to hear from you too, Gene. <laughs> well, well, first off. What I'd like to say, Patrick, is kudos go to you. And I, I joke about you planning next year's already. But, uh, you know, when you start in March and pull something off like this in, in six months, talk about a rabbit out of the hat. Kudos to you, dude, because that was a real coup as far as I'm concerned. The, the well, next thing that I wanted to say about the expo was is that there were, we had a lot of smart people there. I mean, these were very intelligent people thinking about what they could do, how they could do it, and, you know, in, in deference to the counselor on the line, uh, you know, how they could circumvent some of the, the rules and regulations that were in place so they could start making some money. Uh, you know, these people were they're in the proof, business. But it is a podcast. Or, uh, Gene, it is a podcast. <laughs> I, I said in deference, too. <laughs> uh yeah i i definitely think uh people are, are 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 looking to make some money um and looking at ways to make some money and and i appreciate the thanks it it was it was a monumental task but i will say that um you know most of the people that were were speakers were people friends of mine and people that i've known for a long time in this industry and who've kind of shared the same notions that we espouse on the podcast and at the SUAS news you know, there's a bunch of people out there, um, and I and I think one of them, I think Ted McGear did a a, a great job and really, uh, it was kind of an eye-opening presentation. You know, here's a guy who wanted to get into this business, and uh, unfortunately, anytime he gets press at home, like in uh, Oregon, Washington area, people beat him up for being an arms dealer. And uh, he kind of talked about that. He's like, you know, I didn't, I wanted to, you know, find fish and stuff, you know, but I have no legal market besides the defense industry. And so they kind of pushed me to be a uh, arms dealer, which he doesn't want to do. But I think, you know, I don't think uh, one thing that was interesting about the crowd that was there is a lot of those people didn't realize, I don't think they had any idea about the ITAR thing. And because uh, I kept hearing feedback from people going, wow, you know, I didn't realize yeah, that, you, you know, that this was a controlled technology. I mean, you're, you're, you think you're out there doing something you know, with a a little aircraft, but uh, technically it's it's kind of classified as cruise missile technology. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, and again, thanks for the thanks. Um, you know, it's going to be hard to outdo that one. The venue, you know, 
I mean, that venue with the America's Cup sailboats oh, yeah, out the gorgeous. window, and it's crazy. So, you know, it's going to be hard to top that one next year. But, you know, I'm on it. I am on it. Um, all right. Well, let's go back around. And uh, uh, Doug Hunsaker, what was your first impression there? Or wait, I already asked you. Okay. Yeah, we already asked that one. I know. Well, you know, I'm still I'm still uh, winding back up from the uh, the expo. Still a little tired on that one. So, uh, did you learn something new? And if what it was, what what is it? Yes, absolutely. Um, actually, I went to a UAV conference earlier this year, um, also in California, and I actually came away from it a little bit depressed. Uh, you know, there was a lot, a lot of talk about the FAA and their regulations, and uh, and I came away feeling like we all just kind of had to sit here until the FAA made some decisions, and it didn't look like they were going to be making any real decisions for quite some time. So. Um, Anyway, but this conference had a very different tone about it. You know, you had a lot of, I was glad that it was focused on the small business owners because you had a lot of people there who were serious about uh, working with the FAA and figuring out how to get the legislation changed to make this legal, you know, so they can start to grow their businesses. And I really appreciated the talk. I can't remember who it was that gave it, but... um, he gave the analogy of the automobile industry when the first oh. automobile came out. Chad Partridge. Okay. Yeah. And that that just really resonated with me. You know, we always think that Henry Ford invented the automobile and uh and suddenly it was adopted worldwide, you know, and and that was a uphill battle for them to get those cleared to use on public streets and things, uh, you know, as a new concept. And I think we're facing something similar. Anyway, so that that analogy just gave me a lot of hope that there's a way forward, you know. So I think the biggest thing that I learned was uh, that that we can work through this, that there is a way forward, and there are things that we can be doing now, you know, uh, to to move this process along. That's that's uh, that's positive. I like that, Gus. Yeah, you know, I I feel the same way. I honestly feel like my my lipo batteries were were kind of recharged with that event. I mean, I'm spending so much time out in the field and doing R and D, and sometimes I wonder, you know, is this, is this all going to be you know in vain, or are we ever going to be able to do this? But being around so many other people and just getting that energy was just really really phenomenal for me. So that to to learn that 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 is out there, that there's so much other energy really was something that I, I would definitely say I learned. On a technical side, uh, that LiDAR unit, that small one from Velodyne, mm-hmm. I was not familiar with that. I, I'm really glad that and I got to be able to speak with those guys about what they're doing. And I've had client inquiries for LiDAR, but I didn't know that they were you know, down to just a couple of pounds now. That opens up a whole new world that's perfectly within the payload capacity of the multi-rotors that I'm building, and uh, I think they're just going to be getting smaller and smaller because the demand is there for it. And that opens up so many new opportunities. I can't even get my mind around it yet. It's going to take a while, and I need to learn more about it. But that was, for me, just phenomenal to learn about that. Yeah, that was good. I, I'd asked about being a beta tester on one of those units, but the, they just kind of laughed at me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was funny, but man, that was cool. I that that yeah. uh and then they did the live, you know, um demonstration, but the video from when they did the uh stadium down there in San Diego, man. That I, that yeah. just blew me away. Yeah. I was uh I was just smoked, you know. Um mm-hmm. 
And uh, Mr. McQueen, what did what, well, what did you learn? One thing I learned, uh, particularly from Tad McGear's presentation, was that FAA regulations notwithstanding, it seems like the economics in, in some of the areas, some of the UAV markets, are still going to be a challenge for a little while. Um, it's actually great that we have uh, Gus on the line today. I, I, I liked what, what he did there. But it, it makes me think that at least for the time being, aerial photography and filming is certainly one area that's really ready to blossom. Uh, and I think he's got a you know a good product and is in a great position. That's really going to bring a new perspective, the the uh, the perspective that aerial filming can bring to the market. I think is unique and is is ready to go. So it, it, that was the the thing I learned is that some of the markets are are really going to need some work to find economic viability, and 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 others are are right there on the edge, and and ready to go. I would agree with that, Gene. You know what blew me away? Uh, one of the presenters, presenters there, um, that came up with the um, thin film photo oh, yeah, yeah. sales. That you know, I've kind of discounted it. I've been in the tier one small UA thing for a long time now, and we've researched solar cells, and they were heavy and you know 20% efficient, maybe 18% if you you know got a uh, a bad one, and they just weren't viable. And I just kind of had given up on it for a while and, and kind of put it in the back of my mind. And when they made those presentations, and they're talking 31%, yeah. and it's the thickness of mylar, and I can actually glass bag this into my wings and potentially keep an aircraft in the air all day, I yeah. was blown away. I said, hello, I'm going to start talking to these guys again, even at $10 a watt. I mean, that's that's not... When you get, I can remember when it was a hundred dollars a watt. So right, right. that is what the, the single one thing that attracted my attention, and I wouldn't have got it hadn't had I not been there to attend. I wouldn't wouldn't even thought about it. Yeah, that was uh, Alta Devices, and they were also a sponsor. But yeah, that uh, amazing. That, that's another thing that I, I mean personally, what I learned besides uh, how many places one guy can be in at one time. Is uh, you know, <laughs> there's a uh, a lot. I mean, that that's one thing about being the president of the Silicon Valley chapter of AEVSI. I am meeting some kids out there that are just. I mean, these these guys are smart, man. I, and and the way they're kind of operating in a vacuum. And I'm gonna change. I want to change that. I want to try and. Um, I want to try and bring them in to the fold. Let's say and try and mentor some of these people because it seems like they're operating in a vacuum there. They've got these great ideas um, and they could use a little mentoring and, and maybe advice. So I'm going to try and do that. But uh, some of these, some of the, some of what these people are working on is just blowing me away. One, the other thing that I learned in my presentation when I was talking about the lobbying dollars coming out of the computer and internet industry is, you know, people think that this industry is centered around DOD and it has been historically, but I'm going to say that there's actually in in the room there there were people that got uh, tens of millions of dollars of venture capital, who are who are pushing forward. I mean, we're not you know that that's one thing I think people were thinking oh the business show it's going to be guys aerial you know real estate aerial photography peanut whistle thing, tens of millions of dollars was in that room, 
And these people aren't horsing around. And they've got, you know, venture capitalists. That was another thing. The room was full of venture capitalists. I don't know if you guys talked to any or met any. And But I had some of these people coming to me and asking me for, um, you know, copies of people's um, presentations uh, for some high-level meetings that they were going to have with, with investors uh, that want to get into this industry. So I'm going to say that the one thing that I learned is, there is the the money being uh, talked about and and put into this industry now is on par. I mean, it's not on par with Global Hawk, but I don't know too many people who can afford two hundred and you know twenty five million dollars for an airplane. You know, um, but you know five million, ten million, even. Uh, even 3D Robotics, They were, Chris Anderson was supposed to speak on Friday. Uh, the whole team shifted their thing to Thursday because they had a big VC meeting on Friday. So the, the sector's hot. There's a ton of money out here. The, the VC people are a little cautious, which they should be about where they put their money, but uh, I, I think this thing's ready to explode. So that was what I learned about this. Um, I think, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what, what kind of comes out of this in the future. We're still getting a lot of feedback and trying to put all the information on the internet, but we'll see. All right. And so, you know, that launches us into the next question. Um, and this will be, we'll start again with Doug Hunsaker is a highlight for you, Doug. Yeah. Um, I guess I'd have to say two things. Uh, first of all, the connections, the people, uh, you know, just meeting some fantastic people, uh, connections that, uh, you know, that I want to keep in touch with and talk to more. And then the second thing really highlight for me was the opportunity to share some of my thoughts with people who care. Uh, you know, I I talk to friends and family about ideas in the UAV world, and they probably get sick of hearing me talk about it, you know. But but uh, to be in a room full of people that, that really are, care about this industry and uh and think along the same line you know that uh just that opportunity was was a real highlight for me uh, that's a astute observation yeah i you know and you guys a lot of you guys probably got a chance to meet my wife and son um i do the same thing and i i drone on for about two minutes and i start getting some weird looks <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if that happens to anyone else, but uh, they're like, yeah, okay, I think we heard this 15 times. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. You know. Anyway, um, Gus, highlight for, for me, you? Sure. I think for me personally, um, during after my presentation during the Q&A session, there was some really interesting dialogue, and then uh, – Tad McGear got, got involved and and gave me some suggestions after you know listening to my presentation, and for me that was just incredible. I mean, it just honestly gives me goosebumps thinking about it. But it was to be able to you know have a discussion with him and listen to his advice with all of his experience was uh, really it's beyond words for me to describe what that was like. Um, so I, I really uh, I'm still amazed by that. I'm probably going to heed his advice. He was recommending that I I pursue an experimental type certificate with one of my more mature platforms, and I'm, I'm probably going to be looking into that further. Uh, but that was just an amazing highlight of the event for me personally. Yeah, that was uh, – I, I definitely think the, the, the sidebars were high quality. 
I mean, talking to people there, that wasn't uh, it wasn't pap. I mean, there was there was some real uh, discussions there, and that's uh, you know that 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 was definitely something interesting. I remember you talking about that. The other thing that I liked uh, with your presentation too is you were talking about. I mean, you're a pilot and you've been kind of logging all these flights and everything, and guys like you uh, that have that kind of data. Um, you know, I think that's going to be good eventually. Whatever, you know, the FAA says, oh, we need data, whatever. They can't really get it together, whatever. Someday they're going to need it, and uh, some people will have it to share. And I and I think that's going to be a good thing. Yeah, I'm glad we uh, opened up the dialogue in the room. Sorry. That's just to other guys who so are all going to be logging our data more carefully and precisely so that we will have it available, and we're going to network on that level just to add that. I think it's going to be good, and you know, you don't have to go bananas. You know, I think right. that's the other thing. People don't really know what kind of stuff they should be logging, but you know, hey, I, you know, I flew, I flew this long. This is where I was at. This is what the weather, yada yada yada, and uh, you know, basically uh, keep a log of how much time you've got on the aircraft. Kind of a long, you know, what they what you would do in a pilot's logbook. It's not, you know, it's not like writing a report. Uh, not too difficult. So that was a good thing that you brought up. And uh, finally, Mr. McQueen, highlight for you. Well, as, as Doug and Gus said, the networking was key. But, uh, but in addition to that, I, one of the highlights during the show was getting the news about the aerovironment and in situ uh, restricted type certificates for commercial ops. Uh, that was good. Uncanny timing to have happen during the show. It added kind of an element of uh, of excitement or buzz, but really what it drove home was the fact that, that look, the floodgates are starting to open. The, uh, the the water's starting to trickle through, and things are starting to happen. So uh, I, I think it's it's positive news, and it and it just shows that you know, it, in 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 very short order, what what seems like a long time, but in very short order. The, uh, the the market will open up and and these things are going to become very exciting. I'd agree with that, and it, it is kind of uncanny that uh, we were able to announce that news during mm-hmm. the first small unmanned systems business exposition. Uh, two small systems. Um, it, it definitely uh, was timely, and I will say, you know, some people think that. Uh, we're all doom and gloom with the FAA, but actually uh, Jim Williams, who is the um, head of the Unmanned Aircraft Systems Integration Office at the FAA, got a, a, a rousing applause from everyone in the room. So, you know, we did give credit where credit was due. It's not all uh, dart boards and, you know, doom and gloom. <laughs> it's, there is, you know, there is some uh, some positive stuff, and that definitely represents light at the end of the tunnel. Um so you know it was good, Gene. What was what was uh, your highlights there? I'd, I'd have to concur second and third with the with the dialogue. You know, of course, I don't have a basso profundo voice to begin with, and uh, by the time it was time for me to go up and make a presentation on search and rescue, search and recovery, I was about talked out. I my voice was just barely there because we had been talking for two days straight. And it was a really, really mm. friendly room. That's what I got. That's what I got from it is that you know we were all kind of kindred spirits. We're moving forward in this this uh, commercial uh, commercialization of the industry, and we're, we're all pushing for it. And to me, that kind of showed me that yes, small business can be the force. And 
we need to keep that cohesion and we need to keep moving forward because one of these days we will prevail. I think we will. And uh, there's going to be a lot of folks ready for it. I would concur with that. I'd like to add, you know, um, I, you know, and, and I, I, that's what I, as the MC of the show, and also, you know, the host of this podcast and the SUAS News, and I think people pick up on that is, is we are trying to, you know, as I always say, you know, starting this show, it, it's a, it's a professional discussion amongst friends. And I hope that's what I try to, let's say, infuse into the Business Expo. And I really think that, that people kind of picked up on that, and everybody was approachable. I didn't – there were no yep. attitudes. No one was hoity-toity. Right. Uh, you know, you you could approach people and talk to them. I mean, even, you know, and then I thought this was kind of, uh, you know, for Chris Anderson was like, oh, my God, you know, that I, I learned – you know X Y Z, and I can't believe you know um, the, the the quality of the speakers, and you know I mean so even and not just Chris, but also uh, you know Ted Ted was uh, where's Benowski was like wow you know this is this is I'm pretty impressive. Um, so let's say the seasoned veterans of of the uh, industry were like wow you know I came here I learned something I talked to some people that just you know I hadn't even thought about this. They totally blew me away. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, do something with this information. So I think those two things were uh, were real positives and highlights for me. And uh, I hope that just people seeing, you know, that this 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 crowd that's out here is is not we're more inclusive. That, that, that you know, and that was something that I I really enjoyed about it. You know, Patrick, there's. There's one comment that I got from an exhibitor there that I thought was really, really good. I mean, we're, we've all kind of veterans of these shows, and we've been to a lot of them, and we know which ones are, you know, the big players and which ones are not. But um, uh, Clarence Boyce there of IPS that had his command unit out there in front, he is very much a road warrior when it comes to the shows and He's been to a ton of them. And one of the things he said was this was the best bang for the buck out of many of the shows that I go to. And I thought that was a very high compliment considering the number of shows that he goes to and a 365-day period. Yeah, he uh, he'd, he'd expressed something likewise to me, and I was like, wow. You know, and it was unsolicited. He just, you know, I got to tell you. You know, now I heard that too from the guy from the uh, with the GoPro cases. You know, he was kind of a he just was going to come and attend the show, and then when he saw the buzz there, he's like, you know what? I, can I get a table? I I I got to display my stuff here. And then he comes up to me later on in the afternoon, and he says, you know, I've been doing this for twenty years, and I have not been to another show where the people were this real asked real questions. They weren't just tire kickers, you know, going, oh, you know, that's nice or whatever. He just, uh, you know, people knew what they were talking about, knew what they wanted, He and he was blown away too. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm assuming, I mean, both of those were unsolicited, and I'm, I'm assuming that, uh, you know, I hit the mark with what I was doing there. But uh, Clarence, interesting guy, uh, older gentleman, and, you know, he was putting that uh, command vehicle together, which is, 
you know, it's a pretty nice vehicle. But, uh, he, you know, it was kind of surprising. He didn't want any help. He's kind of the lone ranger. Yes, he is. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Jack, my son, actually was helping him out. He let him help him out for a while. So that was uh, that was good. Um, okay, well, so, you know, let's, uh, you know, we're moving along here. We've we got less than 10 minutes. I, it, it still it kind of surprises me. We're like, what, 56 episodes? And I'm like, wow, are we going to be able to fill 45 minutes? And we uh, we seem to do it every week. So let me uh, let me march into the next question, and uh, and we'll start again with um, Doug Hunsaker. Um, the takeaway. What, yeah. What's so, the takeaway? Okay. So for me, the takeaway was um, was a focus on farming, and I know earlier here we talked about uh, aerial photography, you know, being a, an industry that's ready to open up, and I appreciated the comments. I guess that talked about um, if we could carve out some legislation that allows farmers to use drones. You know, it's on their personal property. They're not taking pictures of anybody else. Uh, you know, and this is for the agricultural business, something that benefits everybody in society. Then uh, if we can just carve out that niche and get that commonplace, then uh, then the, the word drone will take on a different connotation, and that can be the foot in the door to then open it up to other opportunities. And you know, we we keep talking. We keep saying that uh, farming is going to be 80% of the industry as soon as it opens up. You know, so it's a good niche to carve out right now. But but it's also a non-intrusive niche. I think that you know, if we can get it legalized for that, then it'll open up a lot of doors. So that I guess that was kind of the biggest takeaway for me to focus on the farming. Yeah, I would I'd concur with that. There's there's several uh, good things. One thing, yes, it it, it only really uh, has a bearing on people that eat food, and uh, <laughs> and also I I still haven't heard any corn whinging about privacy. Yeah, but I don't get out much. But I would agree with what he says. Uh, Gus, takeaway. Oh, I, I absolutely was just blown away by the groundswell of interest, the development that's been going on in, in, in the agricultural sector. I've been mostly been, you know, obviously more focused in what's been going on in, in, in the filming area and the aerial photography. So I, I haven't, you know, there's just so much going on. I haven't been able to really see what's going on. So for me, it was great to really uh, get all that information condensed in one spot and realize, wow, that market is absolutely enormous. I overheard some conversations about several guys echoing just what Doug was saying, that that really is the future. That's what they're going to be focusing on. Don't have the privacy issues. The only concern I, I want to just voice right now in case we run out of time is when there was a discussion, uh, I believe a presentation about Precision Ag, there was some talk about using, uh, you know, drones are becoming very affordable now, using them as one-way drones. And that, that kind of, unless I misunderstood what I, what I heard, uh, that was a little uh, concerning for me just from a safety point of view. I mean, obviously, drones can be used in, you know, for, for monitoring a volcano. If something happens, it's not really an issue. But, you know, agriculture, there's, we're still going to be done on U.S. soil. Uh, really need to be concerned about the safety. Personally, I like to have all my flights round trip and not one way. That's just me, but I really, there's so many young and impressionable people out there who are just getting into this. Patrick, you were mentioning about mentoring. I think it's a better approach, you know, to have, let's, let's focus, these are miniature aircraft. Let's just keep that in mind. I know they may be inexpensive, but still they are carrying some type of fuel source, either lipo batteries or fuel or whatever. 
So I just think they need to be uh, whoever's the le- it would be nice if the leaders in the industry would really kind of always, you know, have some kind of reference to, to safety when operating these. That would be my my takeaway. And I'm going to, you know, add to that. I agree with you. Um, I, don't, I think some people kind of discount that. But really, you know, safety is paramount. And, um, you know, we we could do a whole show on that. And the one other thing I wanted to say about the agricultural thing is, is you notice how most people were talking about wine grapes. <laughs> I don't know why they're starting there, but, you know, uh, okay. Well, you know, it's, it's a place to go. Uh, Mr. McQueen. Take away from right. you. Right, I agree with what Gus just said. That as a general aviation and commercial uh, pilot, that uh, having an equal number of takeoffs and landings is a really <laughs> admirable goal. Uh, but but my overall takeaway was uh, just what I said before that that the industry is starting as a, a small trickle, but it's going to grow. Uh, Doug Hunsicker hit the nail on the head by saying that uh, you know if we can identify some carve outs. Uh, that can get this going sooner and use them as a, a proving basis for where, for how the industry can start and get its feet on the ground, then then we're all set. But I, the, the one takeaway I took from the show, the overriding thought that I had, uh, and I think I don't know if Bruce Parks from AgriFlight meant to coin this phrase, but he said, I feel like right now that I'm in Steve Jobs' garage. And uh, I think that really was a fantastic statement that with the group of people you had in the room and the focus on some great ideas, that it really did have a buzz about it at the expo, that it was like being in Steve Jobs' garage. Something good was going to happen. Yeah, I, I think uh, he he did kind of hit the nail on the head there. Uh, Bruce did help me out with the show too. I got to throw a little shout out. I wouldn't, uh, you know, he he came in there and, and did some of the heavy lifting, helped me out with that, which was good. And I did think that that was kind of a a good analogy. I really do feel too that uh, the mood there did did foster these conversations. But uh, Gene, what was what what, what was your takeaway? I think uh, the takeaway that everyone got out of the show at the end of the day there was education. I think everybody discovered that they all had something to learn, and uh, they learned it by being there at the expo. I think that uh, everyone believes that it's up to us as a community to educate the public and to change the perception of what unmanned aircraft or drones, as the media has called them, really is and has become and the benefits of it. And not just the technology, uh, the practical applications and, and quite frankly, the, the, the legalities of their use, I think all of those things need to be addressed in a very thoughtful and forthright way so that the public has their perception changed. And I believe that everybody in that room got it at the end of the day. I would concur with that. I I do feel that way. I think that, uh, you know, most of the uh, people there were all on the same page. And a lot of the comments that were made during today's show, I I think, were uh, mirrored around the room. Uh, People felt hope. People were like, oh, you know, I'm not I'm not crazy thinking that this is going to be an industry. There's everybody else here. Hey, I've thought about doing this. Oh, this is going to be great. And I do believe that everyone left with um, 
let's say recharged and kind of you know with a with a positive attitude and and left the venue thinking hey man maybe I am on the right track here. The other thing that I thought was people too and maybe it's a little horn tooting but you know um, EFF the Electronic uh, Freedom Foundation and ACLU were invited Uh, free tickets were provided for them and they did not show Uh, Ted Wersbanowski said hey who'd you pay off not to have protesters we had had done multiple press releases in the Bay Area saying that we were going to do this show and it's basically with the preface that it's what the rest of us want to do with it you know and help the world no protesters. So I think what that kind of proves to me is is um, when you move away from the military and law enforcement use of this, and I'm not going to say first responder because I think nobody, you know, people love the fire department when they come out and they're putting a fire out at your house. I don't hear anyone ever complain about the fire department or let's cut their funding or whatever else. So I think that that was, that was extremely telling. You know, there's people don't have a problem with, with the uses that we're talking about. Um, there was another point that I, I had to make on that, but I forgot. <laughs> anyway, uh, that we had uh, we actually had wireless internet that was sponsored by uh, Nexutech, which I thought was uh, interesting. That you know we have this new technology show. We finally have internet. We're not in the mushroom cave. We had uh, we streamed all of this. This all of these presentations um, were streamed, and it's on our Google Plus site. The PowerPoint presentations are going to be uploaded to the Internet, and you will be able to see all of the information and see the presentations for yourself. Uh, we And basically the idea with that is we, w- we want to try and instill change and change the narrative. That was the whole idea with this show, was to change the narrative that it's not DOD. And, I mean, i got to tell you, for me um, – the main thing that even is stepping back and just even a couple of days later is, is I think it was so far removed from the normal conversation that people can't even uh, are having a hard time understanding it because I don't believe that the people thought that this, this show was going to sell out like it did, you know, between us on no. the show here. If there were more than 150 people in the room, I was supposed to, supposed to buy out the building. And I will say that we hit 149 plus. <laughs> Um, I think we had a couple of extras, too. Yeah, I think so. So it was sold out, but, uh, you know, the official tally, um, there is no official tally, but it was sold out. And the other thing that that says to me is um, you can't ignore us anymore. The business community came, filled the room, supported itself, is here, uh, had some real conversations, and we're talking about some real money. We're a little bit over yep. time, but I want I want to give everybody a closing, you know, closing sixty seconds to say, you know, anything that they have to say, Mister Hunsaker. Yeah, well, uh, I guess I just mainly just really appreciated the opportunity to be at the show, to to shake hands, get to know some new people. Um, I felt like the dialogue was incredible, and uh, and I also appreciate the chance to be here on this show and just kind of uh, discuss the success of the show. You know, I think what you're doing here, Patrick, is uh, is really key. And like like you're saying, changing the dialogue about um, you know the importance of UAS here in America that it really does have a place, and uh, and there's a lot of interest, obviously, in making sure that that happens. So. Anyway, I just appreciate the chance to be here and also what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you, sir. Gus? 
Again, I want to thank you, Patrick, for all the work you've not only done for this show, but everything you've done for the small unmanned sterile systems business in general. Uh, really, you're, you're developing a, a community, kind of a central place or a hub for a lot of us to go to for information. I think that's absolutely critical. And I just want to echo what, what Jean mentioned about changing the public's perception. I think it's really up to us to set the examples, uh, to be professional, get the word out there, mentor. Uh, there are a lot of young and uh, uh, very smart people getting involved. They need some direction, and I, I think they can come to, to your site, to your community, and hopefully to other professionals and get that kind of information and be led in the right direction. Well, thank you for that, sir. I appreciate it. Mr. McQueen. The same here, Patrick. Thanks again for uh, for you and and team of people that helped you out uh, for all the hard work you did to put together that show. It was uh, it was a great resource, and like people said, it was a great value, great bang for the buck. So uh, that that was good. That encouraged participation too. It was fantastic. So well, I look I forward to uh, bigger and better, and it certainly will be. Well, next year, you know, we're already we're already on target for May seventh and eighth of next year. So, you know, stay tuned for that one, Gene. Patrick, I've got to say, I was so surprised when people walked up to me and said, "Hey, I finally get to meet the guys on the podcast." <laughs> guys, I listen to them every week. You're great. So, I was kind of surprised about that too. It was great. I, I loved it. Yeah, that was nice to hear some good feedback. And it, and it is always nice to put that other face-to-face -face dimension to, uh, you know, the listeners and the community. And, again, you know, I want everyone to realize, I think it shows, you know, we, we want this to be inclusive and we want everyone to participate in, in uh, the conversation, the dialogue. Everyone, that that's one other last thing I'd like to say. Everybody there had something to give, you know, a perspective, uh, an idea, uh, a technology, um, advice. I mean, it just, I just wish I had more. Not just for myself, but for the rest of us. But uh, I want to thank everyone, all you guys, for speaking at the show. It was excellent. I want to thank all the um, sponsors. Those people really jumped in. They knew uh, I you know, usually have to kind of cajole sponsors. When I told them what we were doing, people were like, okay, I'm in. So the list of that will be uh, of those sponsors will be up too. Gentlemen, thank you for being on today. And uh listeners, we will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. Have a good one. Thank you, Patrick.